I'd like to welcome everybody to the Coaches in the Mouth pod. Got Jeff Williams here along with Coach Bray Cook and the Mouth Print Bender. Uh, we've got a special, special guest coming on today, the head hog, Coach Sam Pittman. Uh, let's go with you, Bray. What do you want to hear from Coach Pittman? Well, I'm excited to, to have Coach uh, on the podcast. It's pretty cool. Um, obviously, uh, what, played for him for two years, uh, 2013 and 14, and uh, the impact that he's had on on me, my playing career, um, uh, really just Arkansas, the whole state. I mean, he's done a great job, and it's been fun to follow his career. And it's pretty cool that he's he's going to jump on here with us and, and talk some ball and maybe tell some cool stories. Well, and one thing he's been talking about, and I'll ask Brent about this, is toughness and physicality. He, he You can tell they've got together as a staff and, and mm-hmm. really pushing that uh, with the, the players. Brent, what are you looking for? And don't say special teams. Uh, I won't say I won't say special teams because you said I had to wait three weeks even yeah. during the regular season before I could say it. <laughs> so I'm just looking forward to hearing about where he th- what he, what Coach Pittman's excited for us to see when practice starts tomorrow after tomorrow morning. I want to see the just how much more because he can. He said that. He wanted us to get more physical than we were the last year, the previous year, and I thought we were pretty physical, mm-hmm. but obviously uh, not physical enough. Uh, I'm interested to see how the uh, new offense with Dan Enos works out. I'm, I'm I mean, it's I just want to see how uh, KJ progresses week to week throughout the season mm-hmm. and. As far as if KJ goes down, I think we're not scared to have to put in uh, uh, the uh, Chris Well Chris Well from uh, from Walton. Mm-hmm. He comes with experience, and it's I'm really excited to see how the new defense works out this year. Well, and I want to talk to him about that about going down to you know going to four down, and sure. you know they play a lot of three down. Whichever defense anymore, they're going to play a little both, but dramatic change with that and, and, you know, the offensive line. I mean, mm-hmm. that's something, yeah. that's something that, yeah. that, uh, you've been talking about. Yeah. I think we can, you know, maybe talk about some of the co- the guys that he has coached, you know, that, that line that, um, I was a part of before and after me with Swanson and, and Skipper and, and, uh, Frank, all those guys. And, you know, what they got now, I'm going to ask him about, you know, Bo right now is just squatted 700 pounds. Oh, it's on Twitter that everywhere. That my knees. Thank you. That's in, that is insane. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, ask about that and definitely maybe ask him about some some food joints. I know he's a, he's a hot springs guy, so ask him about some pizza and, and uh, let's well, see what he's got. And, and I'm going to sneak one in on him about Rex Ryan. You know, Rex yep. Ryan followed his career for a long time. They worked together, and I'm sure he's got a few stories on him. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's quit waiting around. Let's bring him on. Our BSN guest, the head hog himself, Coach Sam Pittman. Coach, glad to have you. Man, it's great to be with you guys. It's hot outside. It's better in here talking to y'all. Coach, you know, we've listened to a lot of your press conference, you know, read a lot of things, talked to a lot of guys. And the thing that keeps coming out of your program, and especially from you, is having great mental toughness and being more physical. Uh, you know, 
talk to our audience, talk to us about that. Is that mean more physical practice? Is it just a, a mindset or, you know, things that you were trying to accomplish this summer and in the spring to carry over the fall? Talk to us a little bit about that, about the, the mental toughness part and the physicality. I think a little bit of it both. You know, I don't believe you can win if you're not the toughest or the most physical team. Um, you may can win a few games, but you're not going to win those ones that that you have to if you're if you're not physical and tough. And that goes back to, I believe, of being an offensive line coach. I think that has something to do with it. Uh, lifer, offensive line coach, but you know you can win with tough guys. Bray was obviously one of those guys, and and um, but you know to be honest with you, you just need one. And then he'll get two, and then two will get three, and then. But you got to have that guy that's tough all the time, and he's physical all the time. And if you get that, it'll spread like you know, like fire. But uh, you've got to start with somebody, and I think we've got several guys on our team. But uh, that's what we're talking about: the the playing harder than our opponent, playing more physical, and being tough out there. That's how we win at Arkansas. Well, there's no, there's no doubt about that. How do you incorporate that with your practices? Uh, you know, I, we talk that, but is it more, uh, you know, today's world, you got to keep them healthy, obviously, but is it more physical and practice than what you were? I know you talked about going in shells, just how many times you go in, during the week in pads, which that adjusts through injuries and that part of it. But do you adjust your practices to build that? Well, I think, you know, there was a survey that a guy showed us at the SEC media day, and, it, and you know, it said the ones that had the healthiest team are the ones that are winning the Super Bowl. Well, there's a lot to that. They also have Mahomes and those guys, too. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a lot to be said about that. Uh, obviously, we want to stay up. We want to stay off the ground and all those t- type things. But I made a big mistake, in my opinion, about thudding last year. I didn't scrimmage. In the spring, and I didn't finish uh, scrimmage in the fall. And, um, you know, we had a good football team. We just lost four games by nine points. And so you go back and you start thinking, well, you have to go situational. You have to go short yardage. You have to go goal line. You have to do all this. You've got to get a strength coach in here that can get us bigger and stronger and faster and all those type things. But the bottom line is if you don't scrimmage, you, it's really hard to preach the toughness part of it. A, it's also very hard to beat somebody out if you're not scrimmaging. I mean, it just is. Now, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, to a degree, uh, you know, they are in a live scrimmage, you know, no matter if it's tackled to the ground or not. But I still think you'll find your better offensive lineman when you scrimmage. You'll find a guy that's better on a Saturday than he is Monday through Friday. And you can't find though you can't wait till the season starts to do that. So that's the answer about all that. Coach, let's get into your coaching staff a little bit. You know, bringing in new offense coordinator, Coach Enos and and new new guys on defense. You know, one thing I looked at your staff is, you know, I've lived in Arkansas for 50 years and, and kept up with Razorback football. Usually the st- there's usually a staff member with strong Arkansas ties. You have strong Arkansas ties. Deke Adams has strong Ar- Arkansas ties because he worked uh, at Washita for a few years. Does that even matter anymore? I mean, with the national recruiting, with the portal, you know, with the exposure that kids have to colleges and, and your staff and other staff, does that even matter anymore? 
I think on my first staff, you know, there were some concerns. It was, you know, I needed someone that my biggest concern is I wanted to hire guys that have been in the SEC. Uh, I want, number one, I wanted to be good men and uh, know how to talk and relate to kids. Uh, the next thing on that list was you got to be a good recruiter. Now, um, hopefully with my ties here in Arkansas that we've got a, you know, we've got a good rapport with the high school coaches. Um, but um, when I hire, it's got to be about the person, who's the person we're bringing in, and then it goes to can they recruit. And I've already, already seen them coach and things of that nature, but I do like to hire guys with SEC uh, backgrounds simply because uh, it's a different world. And if you don't understand it, you spend a couple of years catching up. And by that time, they may run us all out of town. So um, I, I like guys with SEC experience and, you know, they have to be able to recruit. And, you know, we've unfortunately had to let guys go before. And most of it was about recruiting. You know, uh, if you can't change your room, uh, you're not really bringing a lot of value to the program. So. Uh, all the guys I have now I believe I, that can they can recruit. I think they're good men. Uh, good men are also coachable and teachable. And uh, ego guys, the guys got all this ego. They're they're not. You know the thing about themselves and not others. So uh, if we can keep the egos out of the building and uh, just go to work, roll up our sleeves, be appreciative of where we are, think Arkansas is the best job in the world. Those are the type of guys I like to be around. Well, Coach, you know, everybody's talking about KJ, your quarterback, and being a former offensive line coach. You know, you know, Bray's a former offensive lineman plus all former offensive line coach. You know, Brent, uh, the mouth here, his dad was a longtime offensive line coach at Arkansas. Let's We want to talk offensive line. Go ahead, yeah. Bray. Yeah. Well, well, Coach, first off, thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, I love Bray, Cook, man. Always <laughs> Love you, too. Glad you're here. Uh, but yeah, it's an awesome opportunity. Uh, this podcast thing is kind of taken off. It's pretty cool to be able to sit here and, and talk ball with guys who've done it, um, you know, at a very high level. Uh, but yeah, we've been, we've been talking about offensive line and obviously, you know, with your history, um, you know, you've coached some big time talent, uh, at a lot of different schools, but, you know, specifically here at the U of A with, you know, you talk about Swanson and, and Ragnow, uh, look at Skipper, um, Tritola. I mean, the list goes on, um, and I don't know if you're aware, but your starting center, uh, Bo, is currently trending on social media uh, for squatting 700 pounds. Uh, so um, we just want, we were curious, you know, what does Coach Kennedy's old line room look like right now? Well, you know, I like, obviously, we have the returners that's played a lot of ball and Brady and Bo. And uh, the, the thing, and Bray, you've, you've gone through this too. Um, what you would like to do is have a, a two totally deep offensive line. And I, I don't know that I've really ever had that, to be perfectly honest with you. Now, I've had a lot of good players, but maybe not ready for that season, if that makes sense. Um, but we are as close as we've been to, you know, having a legit two deep. I think, um, you know, the inside, I got Josh Braun, he's coming. He's done a nice job for us at guard. We have a Marion Harris right there in that spot too. But um, and then you go out to the tackle and a guy who, in my opinion, will be as good an offensive lineman as, as comes through here in the next few years is a guy named Patrick Kudis. I think he's a very, very talented. He's also our second best center right now. So 
my biggest concern there is is who's going to be in the backup center. So you don't have to move one of your best tackles in inside. You know, obviously there's a lot of value at both those at all positions, but especially your tackles and your center. And uh, so that one there, uh, you know, Maury Wiggins, we went and got him out of Coffeeville. We've got Josh Street, who we believe can play that position too, along with Kudis. At the left tackle, you know, Devin Manuel's a guy that only weighed 280. He weighed about 400 when he walked in a building. He got down, he got to liking how he looks and all that. He got down to 280, and, and, and you know, it was hard for him to stop a bull and things of that nature. Now he's back to 310. He's really, really talented. I like him a lot. He's long. And, uh, you know, behind him is Chambly, and Chambly's young. But young doesn't always mean you can't play. It just means you're young, haven't, haven't played. And uh, so I like that group of guys, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, Tykees Crawford is another guy that I think has an opportunity to start for. He's, he's big. He's, he's the fastest offensive lineman we have. Uh, he's had some injury problems, but – I believe he's very, very talented, and so I think he's going to have to mix, work in that mix somewhere. And so I like them, and uh, they're tough and big and strong. I think Bo and, you know, Bray, you've been on many different lines, and, you know, they change every year because, you know, guys graduate. But, um, you know, they're not uh, a little bit like you. They're not real vocal, vocal, but they, you know, they are guys that, uh, people look up to because of the work ethic and how how tough they are and how mentally strong they are and how you can count on them each and every day, and those are the kind of leaders that they are, kind of. And but I do like them. I, I like Coach Kennedy. I think Coach Kennedy's a real a outstanding offensive line coach, and and uh, so I, I like that group. Even though a couple of them haven't played much ball in their career, I think they're good players, and we all needed a place to start. I, I do like. The fact that we're starting with talented, athletic guys, though. You hit it right on the money. I mean, every single year, your offensive line changes. Uh, and, you know, looking back at it, you know, I was very fortunate to be able to play with some uh, some some big-time leaders uh, at that center position. You know, specifically, you look at Swanson, Ragnow, and Mitch Smothers. You know, guys who um, were physically uh, talented enough to, you know, to do what you asked them to do. Uh, but more than that, they were smart enough to get the rest of us, you know, in line. Um, one of the things that we've implemented that we we had a lot of success with whenever you were at Arkansas your first go around uh, was the blood call. So is that something y'all still do uh, down in Fayetteville? Absolutely. You know, you don't have to be right. You just can't be wrong. You know, <laughs> you can't not see it. You know, it may may not happen when it happens, but there's definitely some some pressure coming if you if you if you're talking about it and you more importantly Bray to be honest with you you're looking for it and that's the, you know with just having that call that means you're getting your guys to understand ball and you're also getting them to look for it and a lot of times those calls like that happen for the pass game but to be honest with you man what an advantage it is in the run game, if you know that lineman's moving away from that blood call, and uh, but yes, absolutely, we're still we're still doing that kind of thing, and and uh, I think it's helped us over over the years. You're selling yourself a little short, Bray. You a hell of a player too, you know. And and uh, I tell you, you could count on you, and that you don't have any idea. Yeah, you do. You're coaching. How valuable that is as well. Yeah. No, absolutely. Coach Bender. Coach, I'm going to tell you, the first thing that I noticed uh, last spring on your at the spring game 
and we're sitting down there in the end zone, end zone, and the first thing I noticed was KJ Jefferson. How much weight he looked like he had lost from the state from the from the end of the season last year. I thought he looked in the spring just absolutely fabulous. Well, he does. He does. Back. Yeah. And it looked like to me he was uh, a lot more a lot more mobile. Um, I may I may be. I may be wrong on that, but it looked like he was moving a lot. Well, anything swifter than me, so you know. <laughs> you know I uh, I think he's really really headed for a great year this year from just what I saw in the in the spring. Yeah, you know, there's power. It's powerful when you're in shape, and it's just as powerful when you're not. I mean, being in shape, and that's why coaches press guys through practice and this, that, and the other. It's all it's it's really more about the mind and being in shape. If you're in shape, you're powerful now. If you're not, you're not. I mean, that's just how it is. And uh so I have gone a little bit uh away from now. We have a set weight for our guys. They gotta stay five high, stay five low. They gotta stay within five of that weight, high or low. But I have quit worrying about um weights as much as are you in shape? You know, can you move? Uh, can you can your feet fire? Things of that nature. And, and I've always been a guy like them as big as they can get, that they're mobile, that they can move. But I, now I've kind of gone into, are you in shape? If you're in shape, I'm not positive how much the weight matters unless you've got to put it on. You know, um, you know, you can't go out and win in this league with 250 pound linemen. You know, but. But either either side uh, on the inside, but um, he's moving exceptionally well. It's like somebody asked me yesterday about Rocket Sanders. Well, he weighs two forty two, but he can't get to two forty one. There ain't nothing left, you know. I mean, there's no fat. There's no. He's a bunch of muscle, and so I have quit worrying. He's in great shape, and you know, in this league, I believe it's full of a lot of big people. And we happen to have one at quarterback. And to be honest with you, Jacoby Criswell is a big man. And uh, that's how you survive. You know, Lyman's going to get beat every now and then. You're going to have to run the football as a quarterback. And, and man, I just – I don't know how you survive at a couple hundred pounds. You're going to get knocked around pretty good. But I think K.J.'s in a great spot. I think he's confident. He should be. You know, he's going into year three and a half, kind of, or three and a quarter or whatever it may be of playing ball for us. And uh, the team looks at him like he's supposed to be looked at. But you don't get that now unless you earn it. You don't get it unless you earn it. And he certainly has earned the right for the team to – and I'm talking about both sides of the ball, the team, uh, to look at him as a leader. But I, I look for him to have a really good year. Yeah, you hit on it. And, and obviously, we, we've talked to some other SEC coaches. I have – you know, we had Eli on and, you know, they rank – you know, KJ up there's at the top, you know, based on a lot of, uh, you know, experience and, and just his, his talent. And let's, let's, let's go to your running back room a little bit. Uh, you know, you hit on rocket and, you know, in this league, you're going to have to have two or three guys just cause how physical it is. Talk to us a little bit about your running back room. I like that room. You know, I think AJ green's a really, really good player. Obviously, our dub Rashad Devenian is a good player, and and Dom Johnson, you know, is going to be back. And Dominique, you know, he started the Outback Bowl. That's when he got hurt, but he started two years before he started that bowl. He didn't come in off the bench. He started it. So 
we felt really, really obviously really good about him. And so we have some backs now. Jimmy Smith's done a great job of recruiting those guys, and and uh, he does a great job with them. But again, he's recruited really good kids that understand how to work, and and uh, they're all pretty good. You know, R Dub's not quite as big as the other guys, but you know, you can't hardly tackle him in the phone booth. You know, and and uh, so he's got that available to make guys miss. You know, you make a guy miss, you don't have to always be, you know, 10-200, which A.J. Green is, but I think he ran 10-3 in high school. But um, there's different ways of making somebody miss. You can run by them, you can run over them, and you can, uh, you know, make a move and make a miss. And I think with the four guys, they all have kind of a different, uh, way to make you miss, if that makes sense. So I like Jimmy being able to play several guys because you can't just say, well, this is his move. This guy's going to run over me. This guy's, you know, those things. And I like the fact that we're, we've got a lot of guys that can play along with our young one, Augusta, um, Isaiah, he, he's big as well and can run too. So Augustov is his name. I'm, kept messing it up but uh, he's big and he can run too I don't know when and where and how that he'll get in the game but because we're we are very deep but he's going to be a fine running back when it's all said and done well let's go to the defensive side I mean a lot of changes uh you know going to to a four-man front uh four three you know that thing looks like boy it's really trending back you know talking to to some people and just watching the four, three is making a comeback Did going to four down. Did, did that just fit your team better? Or were you looking to do that? Well, I think Travis Williams was the perfect guy for us because he was running a four down scheme. In other words, you could be an odd look, but you're going to have that buck standing up as well. Uh, so as I'm watching tape and trying to figure out who, who I'm going to ask to be a D coordinator, I wanted to be able uh, to run, some type of a four four man front. Um, you can't run a four man front if you can't recruit four guys that can play. And so the two things about T Will, and that's nothing against anybody. That's just you know we were we we won a lot of games in a three man front. You know, um, but uh, I wanted to change. It, you know, when Barry went to UNLV, I thought, well, you know, it gives us a chance to change, and. And uh, so, obviously, um, T. Will can recruit. But I tell you, the Deke's done a great job of bringing in these guys. We're as deep as, as I can remember, you know, being here at Arkansas. And we've had some really good lines, you know, when, when Bray was playing here and before those times. But we're deep on the D line. That's a lot of credit to Deke Adams and those guys. But we're big and, and we're deep. So, and we're able to get in the four-minute front, and I think we're going to be uh, – I know we are. I know we're going to be pretty good uh, too deep over there. Well, Coach, let's go in a little different direction here. You, you, you Talk to us a little bit about your defensive line. Number one, let's talk to our audience about how hard it is to find those guys. And talk to us when, you know, Coach Adams goes in and what what is he looking for in a defensive lineman? You know, obviously size and speed. But talk to our audience – how there's just not a lot of those guys around and and everybody's wanting the same guys. There're not a lot of them and there's a lot of teams that want them, you know, so there's there's your problem. And uh but you know, we I I feel like here uh 
we can go out, you know, like we got Quincy Rhodes, you know, a big, long guy that that needs some development and things. And there's nothing wrong with needing development as a freshman, you know. Uh, we went out and got Ian Graffard, and he's, you know, he's a biscuit away from 400. And and uh, we've got it. But I, I'll say this, he never missed a rep uh, this summer. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. And that shows you something about their inside. And, uh, but we look for good kids and we, we, you know, the first question was, you know, we have on a lot of our positions is, will he work? You know, and if the answer is no, you know, some kids, they get to the point where, um, they've got their fourth or fifth star and they quit working, you know, and that's a, that's a flag, you know, you're going, oh my Lord, you know, what we ain't built like that. You're going to have to work coming in here. So that's D lineman. I believe that if they'll go to work and O lineman, I believe that too. If they'll go to work, I think really good things will happen to them. But you know, we still like a big man on the on the edge, you know. And you know, that's why we went out and got Jashad Stewart when I first got here, because uh, of the way his tenacity that he played. Now he he was a little undersized, but the way that he played and he fit Arkansas. So we're looking for that at all positions, but probably more so in the offense and defensive lines. Well, let's move to your linebacker crew. I mean, you lost some guys, had a lot of tackles over the last few years. Uh, you're going to a four, three, let's get into that bunch. And, and where do you see those guys at? Yeah. You know, Pooh Paul got enough reps last year where I feel real confident about, you know, he had a heck of a Liberty bowl game. You know, he, 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 he showed what he could do out there. I like Jordan Crook. I like him a lot. He's a guy that can run. He'll hit you. And then we went in the portal and got Antonio Greer and Jaheim Thomas, you know. Uh, we've seen more out of Antonio because he was in spring ball than we have out of Jaheim. But we know Jaheim played for Cincinnati. Played. You know, we won't take a guy that really we don't like to take guys if they haven't played uh, college before out of the portal, you know. Uh you know, five stars can be wrong too, you know, and so we want to see them on film. We had the opportunity to do that. I really like Sanford and Spence and Carson Dean. Those are three freshmen that came in. I think they're going to be good players for they're all real big. They look good. But in the, for the immediate this year, I think you're, you're going to rely on Paul and Green and Crook and Thomas. I like those guys. They're all got size to them and, and they all can run. Well, let's go to your back end. Uh, you know, I'm listening and reading, you know, you want some corners so you can play man coverage because obviously if you play man coverage, you can do a lot of different things on defense. Let's let's get to the secondary group. Well, yeah, I mean, you only have two corners and you have three safeties if you're counting the hog position, which is a hybrid will linebacker, you know, Sam linebacker, however you want to look at it. Uh, so um I feel I feel good. We'll see what happens, but I feel good about our corner situation. I do. And we just had a meeting today. We we've got to we gotta find enough corners where one of them possibly can help us as a safety or a hog. Uh I never thought I'd say that, you know, um in years past, but I think we're a little more talented at corner right now, depth wise, than what we would be at safety. And that's not saying we don't have good safeties, because we do, but I think overall depth and talent we're a little heavier at corner right now than where we are at safety as far as experience uh, i'm not saying we don't have guys can play um 
So I like that group. I think they've done a nice job of recruiting back there. Ben's done a nice job of developing the guys that that came back. Uh, I think Jaden Johnson and Jaden Lewis, and and of course Malik Chavis and Hudson Clark. All those guys have had nudie. You know those guys that we had before, and then we added probably five or six guys in that group to see, and the young guys. You know uh, Metcalf. And Braxton and and on and on, those guys are going to be really good players for us too. It may 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 need to be this year. Well, Coach, uh, I'm going to flip gears on you. I know it's uh, fall camp is here and it's 120 degrees outside, and I'm sure you're kind of focused up. But uh, how was your summer? You know, how's Miss Jamie doing? Were, were you able to get out of Fayetteville at all this summer or take any trips? I did. She's doing great. She had a. I think she had a good summer. I. I you know, our house break finally got done at Hot Springs. So, uh, I mean, I love it. You know, I, we have a pool down there and deep enough where you don't have to see me, you know. And so I'll get in there and, and, uh, but the pool's done, the house is done. And, you know, we go down there and we keep saying, man, we need to go on vacation. Well, hell, we already on vacation, you know. So, um, didn't go much anywhere. I want, you know, I love music. So I went to a few concerts and things of that nature, but you know, it's not too far. The other thing about two is, is if you're in hot Springs and something, you know, goes, you need to be back, you know, something happens and you need to be back for whatever reason, you know, it's three hours and you can get back. It's not like, you know, you're out of the country or something like that. So I, I am a little more comfortable with just being in Hot Springs and and uh, enjoying, you know, our home down there and enjoy the people of Arkansas. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I love it down there too, Coach. And, uh, you know, there's really several great spots to get some food. Uh, one of my personal favorites, uh, DeLuca's um, down in Hot Springs. But but where, where are the people of Arkansas going to run into you down there, Coach? <laughs> well, not as much off the water. You know, I mean, I'm an on-the-water guy. Uh, but my favorite, you know, I love Sam's Pizza. And so, you know, I I tell you what, I love boating somewhere and getting off the boat and going off the boat into a restaurant. That's, I don't know, I just think that's the greatest thing in the world, you know. And, uh, you know, we spend a little time over there at Bubba's Brew. You know, those are probably our, our two hot spots, you know. And of course, well, in the off season when the you know when the lake in in available, uh, if you want to find me and I'm down there on a Saturday, I'll be at Oakland. Other days I won't, but you know, on a, if it's a good you know a stakes race or something, and I'm down there, I like to go to that too. Absolutely, very very important. Uh, you definitely got to get away, and, and Hot Springs is, is absolutely a great spot to do it at. Hey, Amen. I do like, but however, I do like DeLucas too. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. A lot. Yeah. There's a lot of places down there. Colorado Grill, and it's really great food. I mean, it's there's a lot of places down there. That's I try to frequent all of them. That's why I have such a hard time weight wise. And I come back, I lose my weight during the season, and I go down there and god dang it. Hard on me. It's hard on everybody, coach. <laughs> <laughs> We're all big guys and we fight that weight just like like everybody else. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you know, actually I, I looked down, I'm I'm wearing Dan Skipper's shirt right now. <laughs> and and he, he weighed about twenty more pounds than I did when we were playing. So 
if that tells you anything. Well, it, it's fitting you well, though. It's well, fitting you well, you know, right Bill. Bill, thank you. He, I think I think Dan Skipper wore his weight a little bit better than I do, but I appreciate <laughs> it. Coach, let, let's change the subject here. Let's talk a little bit about the RFCA uh, or Coach Associ- High School Coach Association. You guys have been so valuable to that. I mean, you've, your staffs always came in open arms. You've been a great asset to it. You know, obviously – when you, you speak, you, you're at the clinic. It's, uh, you know, the most attended uh, session we have. Over a thousand high school coaches come in and listen to you speak. Talk to us a little bit about what the ARFCA means to, to your staff and, and what it means to you. Well, it'd be very disrespectful for us not to show respect. Very. And uh, we ain't going to do that. Now, we respect the high school coaches and we're going to. You know, you, there's a difference in talking it and showing it, you know, and and uh, so we, we, we're at every meeting um, that they have there. Every time a high school coach talks, we're going to be there, whether it be the breakout sessions. I do think the clinic does a great job. And, um, you know, obviously I've talked to, to you, but, I mean, you guys give Arkansas a chance to show their coaches off and, and – uh, and we want to. I think that's the difference. We want to be the headliners of every time we go down there. And uh, the state of coaches have been uh, unbelievably good to us. You know, I think at times when we lose a recruit, the coach gets in trouble, whatever. Hell, it ain't the coach's fault. We just lost him. You know, we're working hard at it. We just lost him. Uh, but I know this for a fact that we've been helped a lot more then, you know, we've been helped on every one of these kids. And, you know, unfortunately, if we lose a guy or two here and there, but our coaches in the state are really good to us. They're also really good football coaches and they're really good to us. And, and, uh, we need to more than anything, we need to be good to them. And, uh, to me, that's the respect of, you know, you, heck, I learned something from, from going to those meetings every year that we'll come back and talk about from, from whomever it may be. Uh, and uh, so we're going down there to learn first and foremost, and then we're going down there to show the guys the respect that they deserve. And and uh, it's been noticed. I mean, you just said it. We're not doing it to get noticed. We're doing it because it's the right thing to do. Well, Coach, we, we appreciate your staff, you know, coming in with open arms. I've, I've worked that clinic for a long time, seen staffs come and go, and – your staff is 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 has been outstanding at, at, at for the ARFCA, and it's a big deal for Arkansas high school coaches. You know, we get a kid y'all sign, and it, it's 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 a lot of fun to to go watch those kids play. Uh, let's change a little bit here. Uh, the landscape of college football. I mean, obviously, you got Oklahoma in the SEC and in Texas coming in the league. Looks like Florida State just put a for sale sign up in their front yard. Uh about the ACC, you see in the pack, the Pac twelve, just people going everywhere. And we've talked to other coaches about this. Do you see one to two mega conference and everybody else just find their way? Tell us what you see with that. I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. You know, you're looking at you know, with NIL coming in and all, you look at your budget and you make X amount of dollars, but yet um, your budget is, is obviously affected by NIL. 
And so I think there's just some schools that they can't afford it, you know. And so I do think uh, I, I agree with you. I think there'll probably be three, maybe even two at some point mega conferences and and uh you know however they can however it makes the game better whatever whatever that may be it's just whatever makes the game better and we can talk for hours whether we believe this makes it better that makes it better all those type things and luckily i'm not the decision maker on that i do know this that there's not a whole lot of teams in the country. There are some, but there's not a whole lot of teams in the country that are scary to come into the league. You know, I mean, we've already got them. And uh, so I don't know that's going to affect our scheduling or our record or anything like that. Um, I think they'll still have non-conference games and stuff like that. And, but uh, you know, the addition of Oklahoma and Texas, man, it, it put pressure on every league because uh, obviously they were, uh, for the most part, year in and year out, two best in their conference. And and uh, for them to leave and come to SEC, big deal. Uh, I love it because the proximity, you're not looking at our league as we're going out to California and New York City, uh, you know, to play football games. And uh, so we kept, to me, Oklahoma and Texas were great to bring into the league. And, and uh, obviously for Arkansas fans, the old Southwest Conference rivalry with Texas and things of that nature. I think that's a big deal, but uh, I do think to answer your question, I do think that uh, there'll still be conferences, you know, they may change the name, they may keep it, but I think they'll only be recognizable at this level, uh, two to two to possibly three of those conferences. I think the numbers will pack in from the big 12 and possibly from the ACC and things of that nature. But I, I don't know that, that you asked me a question. That's my, you know, my speculation. Exactly. Right. Uh, Coach, I want to tell you, first and foremost, um, you're doing a wonderful job with this program. I mean, to grab us from where, from where we were when you got here four, four years ago. Yeah, I'm going on four now. Correct. I yeah, mean, I'm going on four. Three seasons. We were like coffee grounds out of the Mr. Coffee, you know what I mean? There, was, there wasn't much there for us. And the first year, uh, through COVID and everything, I mean, we we battled our tails off and had a 3-7 three, seven, three, seven season. And golly, I, I was so excited for that because after what we'd been to, through the previous two years, I mean, we had blown so many gaskets and – and pop any <laughs> engines, it wasn't even funny. And then the next year we go nine and nine and four. And I yeah. said, all right, all right. And then this past year, this past year, seven and six, but goodness gracious, we were nine points away from winning yeah. nine nine games. And I'm gonna tell you just before I go that the one thing that makes me so so proud of uh, you as a head coach is you like my dad was, was just a former just a regular old offensive line coach right y'all yeah. just got down in the trenches and got after it and uh you got you i'm so proud for you because you set the standard for offensive line coaches that it's okay you can't hire them for a head coach now and uh that's really good and i'll leave you with this when you were Here's assistant coach with Coach Bielema 
I was asking my dad about you. He said, all right, Sam, he's a damn good coach. I'm just going to tell you. I said, is he, good? is he good as you? He said, I put him up with me. <laughs> he said, I put him up there with me. I sure would. And then when you when you left to go to Georgia, he said, we replaced a Ferrari with a Yugo. <laughs> it's not going to go good for us. But we're happy to we're happy to have Great. you. Glad you enjoyed. My parents enjoyed their house at Hot Springs on Lake Hamilton too. They love driving up, yeah, to the wharf and hopping off the boat and saying, "Wonder Man. what other people are doing now." When we're driving around in the boat and eating dinner. That's pretty good. <laughs> Man, it is it is good. Thank you for your kind words, but you know. Uh, a part of a great part of being a good coach is recruiting really good players. And, you know, sometimes you don't really know where you're getting in recruiting. You don't, I mean, you, you know, I've had some guys I thought was going to be really good and weren't. And I've had some guys, man, I think this old kid's going to develop in two or three years. And he did as a freshman and, you know, uh, but I think the culture um, that was here when I was here as an O-line coach through Brett and uh, and Chaney had a lot to do with that, to be honest with you, with the O-lineman and the toughness and all that. And then Dan coming in on on my last year and we kind of had, you know, we had a pretty good line every year. You know, they said, I saw something the day that said, who was it? Some One of the schools had given up the least sacks since the 2010. 213 team at the Arkansas Razorbacks, you know, and that was my first year, I think Bray's junior year, if I'm correct. And, um, but so we've always had, you know, we're always able to do that with the offensive line, but it's because, you know, we're able to get to good players, you know. All right, coach, we're going to get you off here, but I got one last question. We're doing some research and, and, uh, ran across it. You and the, the former, Head coach of the New York Jets, uh, Rex Ryan, are really good friends. I, I as a, a coach, I followed Rex all over the country at clinics and listen to him. what an entertaining guy. What a great football coach. Yeah. You gotta give us at least one Rex Ryan story before you get off here. Well, he called me over to build his kids a, a fort. And he can't he can't drive a nail, he can't even pick up a hammer. And so we went over there and we built that fort and his line was, you know, cause Oklahoma, we was at OU together. We was at Cincinnati together and we was Oklahoma together. And his line was, you know, tornado might come through and take out the house, but they ain't going to move that damn fort. It was so heavy. <laughs> um, and uh, we went on a recruiting trip and I go to pick him up. We're leaving for a week. He comes out in a pair of sweatsuit and a Walmart bag. It's got some underwear in there, some toothpaste. And I said, hey, we're going to be gone for a week. He said, oh, Pim, and I'll just wear your stuff, you know. And, <laughs> and he, he did, that's how he traveled. So then he gets to the Ravens, and he calls me. And he said, hey, man, you got to come up here. I'll pay your flight up here. We'll go out. We'll see the Orioles play and different things and go down to ESPN, all that kind of stuff. And he said, I'll fly you out, but you got to build a fort. So we went out there. Well, this fort was like Fort Knox, man. This thing was like like three levels. It, he took it to a new level. Had a rope thing, slide on all kinds of stuff. And then we went out there. I about was throwing up. It was so hot. And uh, so we went up there and did that. But I love Rex Ryan. I always have. Uh, wonderful person. 
uh, car dealer took my car when I was at Oklahoma, and he loaned me his. Uh, so I get back and forth to school, and and Jamie could have him. He's got a wonderful heart. Uh, it's good a man, gold. He's gold, and good a man as as uh, you'll ever want to be around. Well, Coach, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you for taking time. Hey, we're we're rooting for you, and go Hogs. Go Hogs. Thanks, Coach. Good to see y'all. Hey, if you liked our show, please make sure you hit the like button and hit subscribe button. Right to tell, tell our audience how they can find our podcast at other spots and follow us on social media. Yeah. Uh, you know, our podcast is, um, streaming on really anywhere that you, you follow any podcasts. Uh, we are on YouTube at coaches in the mouth pod, go on there, search us. Um, you'll be able to find us pretty quickly. Go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. Um, you can also follow us on Apple podcasts, uh, under the same name coaches in the mouth pod. And then of course on, uh, X formerly known as Twitter. Uh, we are coaches pod is our handle, which our live episodes are streaming on X. So, so give us a follow, give us a like, and, and we'll keep on uh, pushing out some shows. Mm-hmm.